your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Welcome into the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 18. The first one of these we've done remotely as we record this in Houston, Texas, alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Level, what's up, man? How was your Christmas? It was good. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope you uh, and and your family had a Merry Christmas as well. All the folks that uh, listened mm-hmm. to this uh, lovely podcast did the same. Now we now we get into the kind of fun part of the holidays, man, where it's post Christmas and not that Christmas isn't fun, but the, the the sports part of it where right you get some meaningful football and you get uh, you know basketball conference plays about to kick off. So the, this uh, this next week uh, you know should be a lot of fun for. Red Raider fans. It's very fun. Let, let's hope. I know hope is not a strategy, but let's hope this next week is fun for Red Raider fans. There's potential for it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you got the, yeah. the bowl game, obviously. That's that's going to be coming up soon, depending on when you listen to this. Basketball, I mean, it's in, in full swing. Yes. Right upon us. You got one more tune-up, and then and the Red Raiders are in Fort Worth. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and just uh, we'll knock out basketball conversation here at the onset, and we'll we'll finish up with football. Sure. Does that sound okay? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, uh, basketball last week. You know, you have those. I mean, you you go back and look. The, the games right before Christmas break are extremely tricky mm-hmm. for coaches. I think Ole Miss. I think Mississippi State. I think Oregon. I think Texas A and M. I think they all dropped that game. They all dropped the game right before the break. Yeah, uh, those were the those were the Power Five programs that I noticed. There may have been more, uh, but you know, so you're just kind of wondering, you know, with with uh, Houston Christian coming into town, you know, and you got a young team, you're just trying to man, you're just trying to get them to the holidays because man, right. people don't realize that that was a one o'clock tip. Uh, a few days before Christmas, and there's those players are on a plane at four thirty or five or five thirty, sure. depending on where they're flying home to. And so, but anyway, uh, it, it was uneventful. I think you did what you needed to. It was uh, it was nice to see some some more bench contribution, and uh, you just never really, you know, the, the biggest highlight we had was uh, Coach Cottrell for Houston Christian getting thrown out, uh, yeah. which was so strange. I don't still I didn't, know. Yeah, what, you were closer to the action. Yeah, what I happened still don't there. know what triggered that. Yeah. He's a. Uh, I talked to him the, the day before. Great guy, pretty mild mannered. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down eighteen or twenty at the time. I, I don't know what magic word he said, but I mean, he must have said it twice. I mean, two different officials so. called it, but that was the that was the most interesting or the most uh, eventful part of that game, which is a good thing for sure. uh, for Texas Tech because uh, you know Kevin O'Banner played well. Daniel Bacho was back. So depending on when you're listening to this this week, you know you, the, the Red Raiders will play South Carolina State. Uh, early this week, and then it's really that's 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 the end of of kind of phase mm-hmm. one ish of your season, and then it just gets really really interesting and real. And there's no more gimmies. There's no more anything. Uh, so uh, you'll be in Fort Worth at 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve, and uh, from that point on, every every win is to be celebrated that you that you're good enough to to, to get. So, but uh, good to see Daniel Bacho yeah uh, back in action and and playing. One of the, well, I mean, just going towards the schedule part of it, you never want to put too much pressure on one game, but it feels like winning in Fort Worth is almost really important. For well, Tech, I mean, depending it, what your expectations. Yeah, are. I mean, 
because I, I think the expectation for this program right now is that it's 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 kind of NCAA tournament or bus kind of thing, yeah. and I think depending on who you visit with, someone even say, man, you you need to be like you know at least into the second round or better NCAA tournament wise, and maybe even second weekend. I just don't know if you're. Huh. It's it's very difficult. Yeah, it's very hard, and so. But I mean, you, they don't have a lot of good data. Uh, on their resume right now. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just the reality of it. So you're going to have to do some damage in the Big 12 Conference. And I would say at the very minimum, you know, there have been teams that have gotten into the tournament when you've been 8-10, and 7-11. Right. and 11. Mm-hmm. However, they had a lot to lean on in the non-conference schedule because they're you know, RPI or schedule net ranking, what whatever, all that all that stuff was really good or they had some, some signature wins. This is just not gonna be a team that has that. So I would say you've gotta go, you know, nine and nine or better and it's gonna be really tough to do that. But you're right, winning that game against uh, the Frogs in Fort Worth because you turn right around and you host the second or third ranked Jayhawks. Right. When you're not gonna have your student section there. They seem to have figured it out. They've had a monster non-conference schedule and they just rolled through it like a hot knife through butter Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's Bill Self's on that sideline and that's always uh, really dangerous so yeah I mean it just gets really interesting really really quickly yeah the Kansas game you get one at home against OU then back-to-back road games in Ames and Austin so it's just just yeah it's the big 12 away you go yeah Yeah, that's that's right whereas you start looking at it it's like Twice a week, man, you just like getting hit over the head, and you better throw some punches back. <laughs> so the question I think I've seen the most over the last week or so after the Jackson State game and after the Houston Christian game is, okay, did Tech actually figure some things out this last week, or are these teams just that bad that they played? I, I think competition. I mean, I'm just keep trying to keep it real here with people that are listening here. I think competition has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think you can't necessarily control that. Uh, I, I think... So, so, so let's just say that the competition isn't really uh, too tough. However, you can use that to your benefit because I think maybe they've te- – we'll, we'll know soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll know in a week or two. We can revisit. But I think the good thing that, that some of these games have done for you is it's gotten some young players and some new players' confidence. And, and sure. you, you've been able to really experiment and play well because, you know, Eastern Washington, Nichols – those aren't necessarily great teams. You kind of struggled there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what it looks like against South Carolina State. And then, but, yeah, I think uh, Houston Christian and Jackson State, unfortunately, they are in the <laughs> 320 to 360 from yeah. a net ranking standpoint. And there's only, I think, 363 teams, yep. you know, in the net ranking. Mm-hmm. So you're talking – you know, whereas I think everybody in the Big 12 is, I think, like 60 or better. Yeah. You know, so I, I at least at some points it changes daily because all there, there's games that are being played. So, but that's how I would answer that uh, choice is that I think that there's some confidence that's been found. However, don't get caught up in thinking this is fool's gold and like this is how it's going to look whenever you do play sure. TCU, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma, you know, and away you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, like you said, the best answer is we're going to find out pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. That's right. That's as, right. As, but it's fun winning by 50. Yeah. It's fun winning winning uh, the game right before Christmas when it's just no drama. Yeah. You shoot it well. I thought Davion Harmon, you know, in that Absolutely. last game, played really, really well. Might have been his best game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was one point off a career high, I think, uh, you know. So, 
because that's the main thing is where where if if Harmon can't do it, um, if O'Banner can't do it, can Pop do it consistently? Can Jalen Tyson do it consistently? Uh, I don't like leaning on your big guy for points night in and night out. Sure. Although he's going to give you that, but if you're asking him to score twenty to twenty-five, I do, that's very difficult to do for a big. Uh, so that that was the the challenge, like with this, these games leading up to conference play. Where do the points come from? If it's not a few of those those main guys, like who off the bench can consistently give you six to eight, or be, even be a threat to yep. give you that? Because that's a nightmare for Mark Adams trying to figure out who to play. Can Lamar do it? Lamar Washington? Can Kerwin Walton do it? Can Demarion Williams do it? We've all seen these spurts from some of these guys, but it's it's unfortunately it's been just that. It's like one game, and then yep. then like four of them were like kind of not no show to a certain extent. So that's the part that uh, that I think you're just desperately. I mean, Robert Jennings has kind of flashed at times, but he hasn't. Sure. You know, KJ Allen flashed a bit. Um, you know, so anyway, on and on it goes. So basketball will obviously go to the forefront very soon and be right. very quickly. But this week, bowl game, that is uh, on the minds for at least a little bit longer to, to wrap up football season. An interesting matchup here. You get the lane train You right after back-to-back Mississippi games. Uh, Mississippi State last year, um, this year Ole Miss. So um, – What's the anticipation? Just overall feeling before we dive into any sort of X's and O's. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing about these bowl games is is that, you, you know, whenever you're growing up, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, who's going to win these bowl games when I'm like, a, you know, a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a, a little kid or even a high school kid or whatever, and I can never – some of the results it would be like head-scratching. Right. Okay. And as you get older, you understand why that is, and it's even worse now. Uh but some of these bowl games, it's about okay, who's taking prep seriously, mm-hmm. who's really invested into playing and playing hard and playing well, or who's just here kind of enjoying the festivities, if you will. Sure. Uh, who 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 has had a coaching change to where you're trying to? I mean, there's all these kinds of reasons just out there, and, and so many of these bowl games, you don't really know who's ready to go or not until five minutes into the game, and you're right. like, okay, insert team here. I will be shocked if Joey's team is not, you know, really motivated and well prepared and 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 wanting to to be involved here. You don't have anybody that has opted out. You do have several, you know. That's probably what we need to talk about it a little bit here. Is that there's several players that are not going to play in this game due to hitting the portal. Mm-hmm. I think it hits your secondary particularly hard. Luckily, you know, Jackson Dart doesn't. They don't necessarily lean on him for Ole Miss. Uh, to win games, sure. so maybe they that can't hurt you as much, um, you know, because no Reggie Pearson, you lose some depth in Kobe Minor, uh, you know, and I think there's, you know, we'll see about the health of, uh, you know, the rest of your secondary and things like that, and you're you're kind of assuming that Tyler Owens will step in there, but uh, but yeah, this is a so I just think you'll be very motivated. It ought to be a fun atmosphere. That's the thing, man. Is like, and if you win it. Great! It propels you in the off season. If you lose, it's not the end of the world. You know, yeah. um, you know, it's not like you're in the playoff or this is a, a bowl game that you've never gotten to this point before, mm-hmm. like a fiesta or right. Right. something like those things. You know, yeah, exactly. You've been here before, but it's it's a fun, uh, you know, opportunity to really gain a lot of off season momentum. Yeah, we, we've heard a lot of 
players. You, you, you know what this game really is about? You what's know, that? to me, you, you know, you know what's the biggest thing that's at stake based on the result of this game to me. And people probably don't think about it like this, but this is this is a hundred percent true. You want to get really excited about next year, and you want to see your team ranked really high in the preseason or ranked at all. This is where it starts. Okay. I mean, this is there is a lot of carryover here yeah. into how much, how many players you're going to bring back. Now that we've seen the two corners yeah. and the two defensive tackles and people like that, if you do well, based on what you have coming back. You're, you're going to get some benefit of the doubt in the offseason in, in, in the poll next year to open it up. Yeah, I mean, these two teams are heading in completely different directions to finish the season. Tech, yep. Tech finishes on a three-game winning streak, yeah. and Ole Miss finishes losing four out of the last five games after being ranked in the top ten. I think they're seven at one mm-hmm. point. So, does that matter at all? Because... It feels like it's been forever since the end of the season. Does that that momentum kind of fall off for either team, either well, direction? Or I, I think if you're if you're Joey and you're looking at this as an opponent, like you know what they're capable of. Yeah, I would say this all the time. Like, okay, know what they're capable of, boys. You better be ready, but you also know what they're capable of. <laughs> yeah, like so that works both ways because you've seen the good and the bad. That that's that's the thing about football teams, though. It's hard to like. You know, keep it going week mm-hmm. in and week out, um, and that's why there's very few left standing at the end of the year. Right. So they probably don't have a ton of momentum. I think they've had a few people announce they're going to come back. They've had some people hit the portal as well. Uh, so, uh, I but I, I, I guess I don't like. I, I feel like you do come in with some momentum and positive vibes, but I don't look across the sideline and go, "Man, they're just." Scratching and clawing for everything they get, they're not. They don't yeah. think they're. You know. Now you get into the game a little bit, and you hit them over the head quickly, and and maybe uh, doubt starts to creep in a bit. You know, that's just the reality of of your matchup here. It feels like we see that a little more in bowl games where yeah, it jumps out and then it and, and, and you know, and I think uh, there's a couple different dynamics here with this game. I don't know how much, at the end of the day, truth there was with Lane Kiffin going to Auburn. Okay, there was it was heavily rumored. Sure, it was heavily reported on, as we know, <laughs> and and uh, and things like that. He it kind of stays out there in the in the news space for a bit. He ends up getting a new deal done. I think there's a lot of people that cover him or cover that program that felt like there was some equity burnt up in that little process. Yeah. Um, I don't begin to know how his players felt about you know him and all that stuff, so that may not even factor in, or maybe there's some underlying you know, uh, you know underlying effects there. I don't know, uh, but uh, and and if you're if you're Texas Tech, you know it's a situation where you, you're you, you do have a lot of positive vibes. You had a good recruiting class. Your coaches yeah. are all still here. There hasn't really been any movement with your staff, and I think you have a chance to, you know, win eight games, do some different things around here for the first time in a long time. And I think they're, you know, the, Coach McGuire's kind of dangling that carrot out there in front of these guys. Yeah, you know? as he should be. And, yeah. and this is, yeah, the, the momentum thing is is one part of it, but the something you mentioned a little earlier level is this is a different animal in the last three or four years, the transfer portal and how that affects. And this year it feels like it's been it's, – it's really locked on even more where we saw a lot of guys leave in the transfer portal even after bowl games before, 
Now it's, hey, you got to get in there as fast as you can so everybody's in. Who, I guess, has been hit the hardest out of these two teams by the transfer portal, or is it pretty even? I, I think it's probably, I mean, like because if you're thinking from a Texas Tech standpoint, let me, let's be honest, and you correct me if I'm wrong or if, if I'm forgetting somebody here, but Reggie Pearson would have played and played a lot in this game. Yep. He would have been really good in run support. Mm-hmm. That's what concerns me. He's not very good in coverage. No. He's a he's a run support safety that will lay the wood and, and all those things. I think you'll miss that. I think Donovan Smith would have helped you in this game in some form or fashion because of how Zach Kitley was using him toward the end of the year. It's kind of this hybrid type uh, player and things like that. Uh, as a, I mean, heck, as a pass catcher, as a quarterback, as a running back, as a blocker, as a whatever. And I think that kind of takes away from maybe what you can do on offense. Yeah. Other than that, though, Kobe Miner would have played in this game. He would have provided you some depth. I don't know if you're missing really anybody else that would have played a ton in this game that has gone into the portal. There may right. be some injuries and things like that. Uh, but I, I think that Ole Miss has kind of lost just some depth-type pieces as well. Nothing nothing major. No starters have mm-hmm. entered the you know uh, portal or anything like that. Um, so... They're just the thing about them is, man. It's like you know, the Art Browse offense has kind of still got its fingerprints on on college football, and you're going to see another version of it here because this is what Oklahoma runs. Because that's Art Browse's son-in-law is Jeff Levy's the OC at Oklahoma. Well, and he was at Ole Miss last year. Um, he was at Ole Miss last year, and so he, uh, I think the the scheme and the system is still in place spread you out 53 yards wide right. uh, to basically put you on an island and you and if you're the defense you have to show I'm in I'm in coverage or I'm in run support like is it right. it's, you, you have to it's hard to kind of be do both and kind of operate in this gray area and so you're gonna have to really really focus on stopping a run in this game because they've got two exceptional running backs yeah and that's really been the mo for for this team in particular, is is they'll run the football and they'll run the football. And yeah, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country at doing that. And yep. there's been times where Tech has looked decent against the run, and then there's been a few games or a game here or there that you haven't looked as good. So it, it's kind of a, a crapshoot on what you're going to get. Well, and, and then the run game obviously sets up some of the play action. Here's the other thing about bowl games too that people need to keep their head on a swivel on is that. Coaches get, first of all, your personnel slightly changes depending on who's healthy and, and who's hit the portal and right. all those kinds of things. So um, you, you, you get a lot of time to prepare for these games and coaches start to fiddle with stuff a little bit. And so you get a little more gadgets and things like that in the mm-hmm. bowl games. You get a, little more, a few more trick play or a few more of just kind of let's have some fun type stuff and you don't know what that looks like for Texas Tech or for Ole Miss just be be aware that you know don't be surprised if you see a little more uh I don't know maybe you want to call them trick plays or whatever in, in a game like this so yeah I mean that's yeah. that that goes without saying so. yeah that definitely yeah. definitely will factor in so uh let's go ahead and hit some questions because we have quite a few this week from the, the Facebook okay. and the Twitter uh we'll start off let's start off with fun stuff it's it's week after Christmas uh, El Jefe asks, well, how was Avatar? You get to go see the new one, huh? So, yeah, I had to, I, I was told about a month ago that 
I was going to go see this three hour and 20 minute movie. Uh, I is never it really seen, that long? I believe that's what oh the total runtime is. You can Google it, I mean, uh, just to make sure, but I think that it's going to tell you that it's three hours and 12 minutes, three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, so, and I don't know if that counts like previews before. I have no idea what that uh, entails or anything, but uh, I, I had never seen the first one. What does it tell you? 312. Okay, there you go. Yeah, oh that's my right. Gosh. Yeah, I, was, I Googled it. It's one of the longest movies ever made, I think. It's a long one. Um, yeah, so I, I was told I was going to go do this. I had never seen the first one. I wasn't super fired up about it. It, it, it didn't need to be as long as it was, in my opinion, but uh-huh. it was good. I, I don't, I don't, and I saw it in 3D. I okay. uh, watched the whole thing. I, I did have to use the restroom twice in the middle of it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, the, and it, but it's kind of like Titanic meets Braveheart. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, like and the it, drama and action, or what? Well, like there's a long fight scene that reminds me of like the one in Braveheart, but yeah. then so much of it takes place under underwater or around water, which reminded me of the Titanic. Okay. And there's some, yeah. I mean, you, you same director, so too. Just you yeah, know, I could throw Smurfs in there. I mean, there's a lot of blue people running around <laughs> and green ones. Oh yeah. Okay. Not to not to give you. I haven't spoiler. seen that one. Yeah, not to give you spoiler alert, but yeah. And there's, as we all know, there'll be a, there'll be more avatars coming, and they kind of set it up for for more. So anyway, I I kind of went in. I tried to have a decent attitude about it, uh, but I actually <laughs> left and going, you know, that's pretty good. But it's it was good. it was it was they could have made it shorter and told you the same story. I thought, but okay. Uh, Roger asks, level. Have you ever been to Lucille's Cafe in Arlington Heights? Uh, no. Okay. I guess it knows you're from around there, so he was just asking if you've ever been there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I went to Fort Worth, Arlington Heights, so I don't know if this is something Could that's be a in, different one, yeah. in Arlington or if it's something that's right by downtown. I mean, Fort Worth, Arlington Heights is right off of I-30 just before you pull into downtown Fort Worth. Okay, so spend that question. What's your favorite restaurant to go to when you go back home to Fort Worth? Well, like, you know, uh, Railhead Barbecue is always, always a good spot mm-hmm. for me. It's kind of a TCU hangout, unfortunately. Um, you know, Joe T. Garcia's is good. There's a place called uh, the Mexican Inn. There's really good Mexican food. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Kincaid's Hamburgers is really good. Uh, and then there's a lot of new places that have popped up now yeah. that I haven't, you know, that I didn't grow up going to. But those are all local yeah. You know, local places uh, that are like non-chain type. Angelo's Barbecue in downtown Fort Worth is really good. Um, so anyway, all right. Uh, getting back to more of the sportsy questions. Martin asks, "Who are the top five teams in Big Twelve basketball right now?" Uh, Kansas is. Uh, Baylor is. They just need to get healthy. Texas is. I, I don't know what's going to happen there with yeah. their. You know the coaching situation. I don't know how that plays out when it's resolved. Talent-wise, though, they are. They just are. Uh, they, they've had a really good non-conference uh, situation, and they've they've played well. Even some games after the, a lot of this has gone down. Um, I think uh, I think here are the wild cards in this in this league is because I think I think Kansas uh, Baylor. And Texas are your, you know, like Oklahoma is a wild card in this thing. Kansas State is a wild card in this thing. Iowa State has done this before where they've had some really good non-conference wins and they can't sustain it, Yep. okay, in the league. 
Uh, but West Virginia is a wild card. I, mean, I, I guess everybody can't be a wild card. So there's this like kind of weird like middle, and I think Texas Tech is. So is Oklahoma State. Well, I, I mean, think you can. I mean, that that's that way a lot of years. Yeah, the gooey middle in the Big Twelve. Yeah. is just you but, don't but, really know but who's the, the the hard part would be to try to figure out who where the seller is. People pick Kansas State. They've had some. They've had some success. Uh, they've yeah. got a, a transfer from the University of Florida that's been really good. Keontae Johnson, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been really good. He had a heart issue and all that. TCU is a is is one that I think can do some serious damage in the Big Twelve. One if they don't get bored, <laughs> because it can happen when you have everybody back. Yeah, and you kind of tasted some success last year. Sometimes teams just kind of want to skip to the end yeah. and all that. They struggle there because they're ranked right now, and whenever they struggled very early on in the season, it's when Damian Ball and Mike Miles were injured, yeah, or ineligible. I guess in Damian Ball's case, that Mike Miles had a, a wrist issue. Uh, but when they're healthy, I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be a handful because they've got a little bit of everything. They've got yep. experience, they've got size, they've got good guard play, uh, and you know, there should be some pressure on Jamie Dixon to like, you know, do 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 pretty good with this team, you know, because yep. if if it's not now, then when. But Never. it's just I mean, yeah, he, they've got to do it now. But so, but as far as top five goes, I've given you three. I, I don't know if I'm if I can put. I mean, like I said, I, I would say probably Kansas, Baylor, Texas in that order. Uh, you know, as far as fourth or fifth, jeez, man, I, I I don't know. I think that's where the second tier really starts. I agree. Yeah, the second tier really starts, and there there's probably. Five or six in that category, you know. Yeah, and you mentioned TCU's ranked, and then fresh into the rankings and, and this TC, week. West Virginia TC, just got into the TCU. Rankings. Probably deserves to be fourth, based on their non-conference schedule. If you're going that way, sure. Uh, based they on also they lost the game lately. to was it Northwestern State? Yes, but they didn't have their two starting right, guards. Right. Yeah. You know that was that was basically the very beginning of the season. You know, right. and now they've reeled off a bunch. Now they're they have they're yeah. ranked. Yeah. So so. Um, this question from Matt: Who's your pick to win the college football playoff? Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, that yeah. seems like an easier. I, I do think it's going to be interesting though, because I think if you're Georgia and you're sitting there and you get Ohio State with new life, as talented as they are, and this is supposed to be the easier of the two games, you're yeah. like. But I think that's a home game in Atlanta. Right. I think uh, I think that they're be extremely motivated, all that stuff. And I, I do. Th- I think TCU is going to give uh, Michigan all they want. I mean, again, it pains me to say it. I think way too many people are out there feeling like Michigan is going to roll that game. I just don't know if I buy it. Uh, yeah. I think it's. I think some of the skill on TCU and just speed is different than what Michigan is used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And. I just think Max Duggan, after losing that last one, the effort he put up, I just think that he's going to have them in that game. You know, this is where Jim Harbaugh. You know, you, you're going to learn a lot about Jim Harbaugh because if they roll in this game, Michigan does. Jim Harbaugh, he, he's going to basically hand the the folks at Michigan a blank check and say, "Fill it out. Here's how many zeros I want, or I'm going to the NFL." Because right. there's already these rumors out there. Yeah. If he, if if TCU, you know, wins this game. People are going to point to Jim Harbaugh and saying, "Okay, you flirted with the NFL, or you know, right. hey, I knew it. He's just not quite as good as I would have 
or is that, is Nick Saban or right, right. you know some of these other guys? You know, so uh, this question level: Are you surprised that Pearson ended up going to OU? Reggie Pearson. Well, uh, a, l- a little bit because I think originally it was looking like he was going to go back closer to home, yeah. but I think you know you know the connection there at Oklahoma is Matt Wells, right. and so Matt Wells and, and company or the you know here's the part that is weird about the Reggie Pearson situation is that I, I think uh, I think Reggie got a little bit frustrated because he got benched earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I think that they kind of indicated to him. Hey, look, you're not going to start the bowl game. Not sure if you're going to start next year. Tyler Owens is, is you know, we, we're going to play you a lot. And, and we're not, it, it right. wasn't like some sort of emotion, but we've got more people that are knocking the door in here. And I think it's because Reggie has struggled in coverage. Here's the part that is really weird to me about him leaving is that Texas Tech, I mean, they, they went through it big time with him medically to get him cleared. Yeah. Uh, took a bit of a chance. They really dug in and looked at it, and that part sucks. Uh, but this is the this is the sport, and if he feels like he's got a better chance to go start or play or whatever he's wanting in Oklahoma, I knew you know Matt. Matt obviously knows him well, and, and Reggie's a great kid. I just think it came down to kind of playing and this and that. Because uh, I mean, like the the other one, Kobe Miner. I think he's. I think he probably entered the portal because the two other corners are coming back to play. Yeah. You know, which um, stinks because he's one step yeah, away from getting a lot of yeah. Snaps. Agreed, agreed, and and I think they'll probably go find a corner in the portal yeah. uh, to replace him. Um, just like Philip Liddy, I think he kind of does the same thing mm-hmm. uh, as part of that defensive tackle it's rotation because guys, of Tony yeah. and, and Jalen Hutchings coming back. So, so yeah, there's good and bad. That comes, I know. Comes this is part of it. But I'd always take the bird in the hand for sure with with the, all those scenarios. Those, yeah. I mean, you look at that defense next year. Yeah. The potential you have for what could be yeah. is uh, is pretty great if you can keep all of your starters healthy. Uh, last question here from Leah says: Level of Shuck coming back next season? Uh, Tyler Shuck? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. I think I think he hasn't that, made any official announcement. No, but I, I I have no. I don't think he's he's very late in his career. Mm-hmm. As far as college, I think he's done this once. He knows the situation in Lubbock. I think if, if there's any situation, it is I'm going to go to the NFL and just go ahead and take a chance. Yeah. Uh, that, but I, I don't. I, I think he's back here next year. Yeah. I think that's the what everybody's belief is around the program. Uh, that may have changed in recent days or weeks. Uh, I don't believe it to, to have changed, but I think that's his choice. I don't think he wants to at this point. Try to learn a new system, learn new teammates, learn a new place to live, all those things, because he's got his eyes on kind of the end. And I think, it, it, it really, he just needs to, to lock in and try to stay healthy. Um, you know, and, and I think he would be the starter if he came back here next yep. year. And I think he, I think he'll he will come back. You know? So the, the the game on Wednesday night. That, that has no effect on his decision. Well, he no, I can't. I shouldn't. can't say. I, I I can't say that it does for sure. But I don't believe. Yeah. I don't. You know. In other words, if it does, it's if if he throws for three fifty and runs for a couple of scores or something, and the NFL folks will be like, dude, you need to. You know, I I, I could see it. I guess that's you know, possible. But I think he's already got. I think these folks already kind of have NFL draft grades. grades. Yeah. They already know what the the folks at the next level think of them because they have to get that done here pretty quick in early January I think is when the deadline is there alright last question from me 
What is the best thing about Houston, Texas? Uh, the the Papa's uh, restaurant franchise. All Survey them, says yeah. That's the number one answer. <laughs> yeah. Number one answer. All all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cito's, Burgers, and Bros Steakhouse. Well, all you the gonna use your pull and get us one of those in Lubbock? I, mean, I don't know, man. But yeah, that, no, that they they they're all like oh, well yeah. run, well done. Everyone you go to anywhere. Yeah, yeah I, I it's it's a, yeah. I think they're that's the to me. Yeah, that's a good call. Good yeah, call. there you go. We'll have to maybe <laughs> visit one of those while we're. While yeah, we're, there you go. Let's, let's do go. it. Yeah. Well, it was fun. Let's. Uh, we'll do it on the other side of a bowl game and talking a lot of basketball next time. Okay, so. sounds good, man. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T ninety seven three. You'll have a great rest of your week. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double t nine seven three dot com.